Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jesse and this is Transignite. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I am really excited about this episode because I finally have my co-host Alex on the show with me. He's going to introduce himself, tell his coming out story, and from here on out, we're just going to have some awesome content for you guys. I'm so excited to get this off the ground finally. I will say again, the mic situation. This time it was the computer, not the mic. The mic works, but now the computer, eh, not so much. So we're going to get that all squared away for you guys next week. So please pardon the audio. Try to just really dive into his story. Um, Pay more attention to that, obviously. And all right, guys, I'm going to hand the floor over to Alex. And again, we're so excited. And thank you guys again so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's up, guys? I'm Alex, and I'm super excited to be your co-host on Transignite with Jesse. I think it's going to be a super awesome opportunity to get some stories out there. Um, We're going to start out kind of local just because um, we're not really that popular yet. We want to get a pretty good fan base going before we start anything serious. And in the last episode, Jesse did his coming out story. So now I'm going to do mine. So let's get started. Alrighty, so I'm going to start off by introducing myself a little bit. Um, I identify as a female to male transgendered individual, and I started my physical transition um, with testosterone about 10 months ago. And I had my top surgery four months ago. So I'm going to explain what led me to decide to transition and what made me decide that that path was right for me. So to start off from the beginning, as most stories go, um, whenever I was a kid, I I never really felt like I identified with uh, young female girls, especially going to um, preschool, daycare, friends, all that kind of stuff. I never really felt that hanging around with girls was necessarily the easiest thing for me to do and being that young no one really understood what was going on and all of that so I I just really hung out with the guys and we would skateboard we would uh, play in the dirt scraped bumped bruised all that kind of good stuff all the fun stuff that um, little boys do and I, I was really happy with myself, and that's that's where I felt my most comfortable. But once I started getting a little bit older, I realized that I was going down a different path than all my other guy friends were doing. So that, that led to quite a bit of uh, discomfort uh, mentally, and, you know, being six and seven years old, I didn't understand why... I couldn't go swimming without a shirt or wear swimming trunks or play um, with boys on sports teams and little league teams. And uh, I I didn't understand why I had to wear girl underwear. So I really, really wouldn't have it any other way unless I could wear boxers. So um, that was that was one thing that really led me to transition 
later in life, once I realized that that was mostly what the makeup of my identity was. Hanging out with all my guy friends and, you know, they would try to size up to each other, like who was the strongest, who was the fastest, who could jump the highest, who could run the farthest, and how you can impress all the other little girls and stuff on the playground and um, stuff like that. That was that was something that being around all of my guy friends and whatnot, I, I felt the most comfortable and I felt the m- most myself. But like I said, whenever I started growing up, I really started to not understand that that was the path that I was going to get to go down. So being in late elementary school, whenever girls started to, you know, wear dresses, put their hair up more, I never really felt comfortable doing that. So I just didn't do it. Um, Around sixth and seventh grade, that's, that's whenever I started to realize the most that I didn't identify with all of the other girls because it made me super uncomfortable to shave my legs to wear shorter um, shorts because I always wore basketball shorts and baggy shirts and that was something that being in sixth and seventh grade where judgment and stuff like that really starts to happen I uh, started to do what all the other little girls did just to fit in because being in that sort of limbo, I guess, not fitting in with the guys and not fitting in with the girls, I had to choose some category to fit into in order to feel accepted, but I didn't identify with any of them, so I became lonely. And then that that turned into some negative thoughts. So once I got into eighth grade, um, I really, really did make an effort to mentally be a girl and physically be a girl. And I started um, having sleepovers with all my girlfriends and um, wearing makeup and dressing up, doing my hair, all these kinds of things. And But internally, I really was just very uncomfortable with my appearance. I didn't feel like I really fit in with them even though that they are you know are were my good friends so once I started to realize that I didn't identify with any of my friends I started to become depressed and just kind of lonely because I didn't fit into anywhere as everyone else was growing up together however they identified I was really kind of lonely throughout uh late middle school and early high school because no there was no one to identify with that felt the way I did. So the closest thing that I could identify with was being a lesbian because I was attracted to girls and that was something that that had a label, that had a um, category to fit into and someone to relate to. So once... Other girls started to uh, identify as lesbian, and I I started to hang out with them more and be friends with them, but I still didn't really feel 
completely comfortable with my identity because I wanted to portray a much more masculine role. Um, I wanted to uh, go to the gym, get big muscles, but they really just wanted to, uh, you know, do their makeup and talk about girls and whatnot. So that was something that it only lasted about a year or so that I fit into that category. And uh, I started to really express that I wanted to be a guy. And doing that in high school, there was a lot of uh, backlash in a way because that was something that wasn't really normal. And uh, that led me to make some bad decisions because I felt kind of outcasted. And then I kind of became lonely again and I started hanging around with the wrong kinds of people and um, dabbling with drugs and alcohol and not coming home at night. And I realized that I didn't want to live like that because that was very dangerous and not really good for my mental health. So after doing some research and watching some YouTube videos and talking to my therapist about how I felt, I really decided that transitioning to male was something that was going to best suit me. And in doing so, um, I knew that involved hormones and top surgery and all that kind of stuff. But I, I still waited a little while because that was something that I needed to accept for myself as an identity. And that was really hard for me to kind of digest. I ended up dropping out of school for about a semester or so just because of all of the bad habits I was getting into and all the people I was hanging around, it was just really not leading me down a good path. Or once I realized that that was the path I didn't want to go down, I got with my school's counselor and they got me into an alternative school for to get kids in, graduated, and get their high school diploma so they can move on. So I did that, and in doing so, I actually met my girlfriend that I have right now, um, who in the very beginning, she was a friend of a friend. And once we started to get to know each other more, going to the same school, seeing each other every day, once we started dating, there was something that I hadn't told her, which was that I was legally changing my name. And that was something I didn't want to keep a secret in the relationship. So I sent her all the pictures of the legal documents. I thought was going to be really hard for me to tell her, but once I sent her those pictures, I was really surprised and very, very happy with the response that I got because the response that I got was super positive. And she told me she was super proud of me for doing something that would make me feel more me. And that was just super validating with all the support that she gave me. And uh, at the time, I was... Uh, roughly six months um, pre-testosterone, so she really helped me solidify my decision even more to start physically transitioning, and all of her support and validation and everything, I, I really feel blessed to have. Into doing... Uh, more research into um, what it means to be transgender and uh, seeing videos and time lapses of people who 
have transitioned and some really deep soul searching, I realized that that was the decision that I was going to need to make in order to feel comfortable in my body. And being almost four four months out of top surgery, I I know that that was the right decision. And having a really nice support system with my girlfriend and my family, um, having really great friends, it's it's just been a really positive situation and a really positive transition. I realized that the uh, top surgery would be pretty costly, so I uh, saved up money. I worked extra shifts. I did absolutely everything I could to make sure that I could save up all the money I needed to in time um, to get the top surgery. And having a lot of the support from my girlfriend especially was super awesome. And um, having all of the uh, motivation and support from her really, really helped me out in being who I am. Shortly into saving up for my top surgery, I realized that um, I hadn't really told my family that I wanted to officially physically transition. Once I told them, they uh, they asked me if I was sure and my decision to completely transition and live as a male, which that was, that was really hard for them to really digest and to really um, understand because they were losing their daughter. But overall, they handled it super well, and I'm very thankful for that. Then top surgery comes around, and I had not yet wanted to be called he or him or anything because my body at the time would have made it really awkward to be called he and him had I still looked like a female. So I really just stuck with the sheep female pronouns for a while and then um after top surgery it was just it was a game changer it was something that um really really has validated me and feeling comfortable in my body and having all the support from my family and my girlfriend especially um i'm i really think that the transition that i decided to make was something that was meant for me um after my top surgery um it it really was a big game changer for me because i got to be seen how i really felt internally in public and that that was a really big thing for me because although i had felt that way all my life you know it was it was finally real it was finally uh something I could really back up with my body and not really be questioned about it. Because I know, especially where we live here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's still very conservative, and part of me would be afraid of some of the reactions that I would get um, had I told them that I was transitioning from female to male. So... That that was really something big I could check off my list as far as um, being seen how I wanted to in public, yet I was still kind of going through a 
mental processing of how do I act as a male? How do I present myself more as a male? Even though I can, I've dressed in masculine clothing, it was still something that I had to adjust to because I'd been living in a female's body for so long. And that's all I had known. So it it really is a whole new set of understanding myself after top surgery because I get talked to differently now that I present myself as male. And I, I like it. It's it's different, but I like it. The stuff that my family would tell me in, uh, about the top surgery, it was all positive, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, it made me feel very validated, especially with um, starting a new job, starting a new school. Um, it was just really awesome as the way things played out, and I really feel that everything that I had felt, whether it be positive or negative, growing up as a uh, young adult, that it led me to physically transition. And that was one of the most validating things that I have done. And I just want to put my story out there because I know there's other people who have a similar upbringing, whether their family is accepting or whether it's not accepting. I just really think it's important for people to put their story out there to know that they're not alone. It's really important to me, and I feel it's very important to Jesse that we put our stories out there so someone like us, they don't have to feel alone. Because the more people who feel validated, the more accepted they will be by society. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, and we're going to answer questions. Well, that was an awesome story. I definitely enjoyed that, and I hope you guys did too. Um, well, it's come to the end of our episode, but we do still have time for some questions that were asked on my Instagram. So the first question is from Bailey, and she asked, How do you take it upon yourself to open someone's eyes when they misgender someone without being a complete jerk? Curious for the future. Well, Bailey, I would say that, you know, you can always take just the brutal approach and be like, hey, that is super disrespectful towards said individual that you're misgendering. They are a male or a female, and that is how they're most comfortable. So the most respectful thing would be for you to please use the correct pronouns when addressing them or speaking to them. And also you can always add in and be like, hey, you know, it may be uncomfortable for you to call this person he or she, but imagine how uncomfortable it is for them when you're misgendering them when you know that they feel male or female. So that's the answer I would give. I'm going to hand the mic over to Alex and he's going to go ahead and give his answer to your question, Bailey. All right, and my response to Bailey's question, and um, I'm going to take it with a softer approach, and uh, I would say that uh, you can ask them to please respect that person and be more conscious of your words before you, you say he, she, him, her, anything like that because they don't realize that their words can necessarily hurt that individual, even though that they 
may or may not understand what that individual is going through. So um, um, I would also advise them to ask that individual politely how they would like to be gendered, how they would like to um, be referred to. And I really think that that's something that needs to be for all people with a trans-identifying individual and their family and just just show that person respect and uh, try to do your best to make them feel comfortable even though it's not the most comfortable for you and if it's someone that's identifying and transitioning as uh, different to what they were uh, assigned at birth I would really think that as long as you really really love that person that you should express respect for them no matter what. But then there's also people who, no matter how much you tell them and how much you try to correct them, whether it's um, a loved one of the trans-identifying individual or the trans-identifying individual themselves, that they're not ever going to understand. All right, this is our second question and final question from Alma, I'm hoping, I hope I'm saying that right, um, her question was, what are the pros and cons about being transgender? Well, I'm going to say a pro and I'm also going to say a con, but in, this is in my personal opinion entirely. Um, I, tr- I truly feel that having a trans identity and growing up feeling that you aren't really aligned with that gender it it really does given all those struggles and all of the hardships and trauma and everything that you go through just to be who you are really really proves your character and i really think that um trans identifying individuals have a very very strong sense of well-being and who they are so that was the pro, and then the con, I I really, really think that um, in the beginning, when you're transitioning, whether you're um, female to male, male to female, that it's really, really, really hard to immediately identify and be socially accepted as that, uh, as the gender that you see yourself as. So, um, personally, that was really hard for me, and... Uh, even being 10 months in, I still get misgendered, and it's just something that, it it happens. Every, it, we all go through it, and uh, going back to the pro, it's, it's just something that's going to shape me, and it's going to edify my character. All right, I'm going to go ahead and answer Alma's question. I believe a pro is that you're, whether you're socialized female or male, um, before you really start transitioning, Um, I feel like you really start seeing a bigger picture of humanity and society and gender roles. And especially since I was socialized female, I know all about the sexism that comes um, in society. And I, I know all about the harsh ways that women are treated and all that shit. And so I feel like I definitely can relate, um... A con is still being afraid to this day, even though I do pass 
um, of using the public restrooms. It's really, it's really kind of scary going in and knowing that you will always have to use the stall unless you use the stand to peas, um, the STPs, but those, um, don't work for me. So I go pee sitting down in a stall and that's really difficult. Um, that's really scary because there's dudes in there and you don't know what's going to happen to you, but you know, that's just kind of a fear and it's an irrational fear. But yeah, that is my pro and that is my con. Well, guys, there you have it. That is our second episode of Transignite. I really hope you guys liked it and please tune in next week. Also, remember that you can find Transignite on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you guys find podcasts, that's where this is. Thank you guys so much for supporting Um, There is a subscribe to our podcast option. It is totally optional. So you can add in 99 cents, 4.99 or 7.99 or something a month to support us and to keep this podcast going. Again, it's totally optional. But um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Next week, we will come back at you again with another episode. And I think next week we're going to probably cover some controversial topics and it'll be more um, of a back and forth type of thing instead of our stories. And yeah. All right. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, all the other content that we can uh, put out to you guys. Um, We really, really value what you have to say. So if you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at transignitepodcast at gmail.com with absolutely anything, any sort of question, any sort of topic that you would like us to share. So again, thank you guys. Um, I, I'm really excited about where these podcasts are going to go and what all we can talk about. So thank you guys. And lastly, I'd like to thank Anchor for providing such an awesome free service to anybody who wants to start their own podcasts like us. All right, guys, we'll see you next week with another episode of Transignite.